Are you not sure whether you actually sleep or not? Does it feel like sometimes time just skips ahead? Does it sometimes feel like you're just constantly aware of what's going on all night? You hear everything and then somehow suddenly it's morning. If this sounds familiar to you, you've experienced what we call hypersleep. And I'm really glad you're here because this is exactly what we're going to talk about today. We're going to demystify this very common experience and see how it can fade for you so that you feel that you actually sleep again. And you know, before we jump into it, I just want to say that sometimes somebody asks about, about a topic and I'm like, we have a video on this and I'm looking kind of through, through the, you know, through the content on this channel. I'm like shocked. We didn't have a video on hypersleep. So anyway, very glad to be able to share this with you. It's a very common topic, very common question. And some ways that hypersleep is expressed is as follows. I'm not sure I slept. Time just skipped ahead, like I mentioned in the intro, or this one as well. Even when I quote unquote sleep, I'm constantly aware. I hear everything. Or this one, I'm half asleep. I'm never fully asleep. I'm in and out of dreams or in and out of consciousness. Or finally, this one, I don't have any REM sleep or deep sleep, just a superficial sleep that I'm not sure is sleep. These are all common expressions of hypersleep. And so today we're going to talk about um, we're going to kind of break down our class into three parts. We're going to talk about hyperarousal, which is very, very helpful to know about, and then hypersleep, and then see how hypersleep fades. And oh, wait a minute, we have a little announcement here. <laughs> Actually, this is uh, uh, this is you know just a video I want to make you aware of. We had a guest uh, as a success story named Cash, and he mentioned in passing the burnt finger analogy and how helpful that was to him. And three people over the weekend asked me about this burnt finger. What's that about? Well, you can check check out how an overactive nervous system calms. Actually, as we're reading, I see a typo here. It's supposed to be how an overactive, how an overactive nervous system calms at Insomnia Insight number 476. Although in that video, I used the example of a sunburn, but it's the exact same teaching. So check that one out if that's interesting to you. Now, if you would like to read the original newsletter with where this was first described and you missed it, then uh, no sweat. Letters to the Nato Nation, my latest book, and I believe my last book on the topic of insomnia is coming out very, very soon. And, and uh, the, the, the burnt finger analogy is, is going to be in there. All right. So with that, with that said, um, let's jump into our topic today. So hyperarousal is the first one. What is hyperarousal? Um, Hyperarousal, I, I describe it as a heightened state of alertness and vigilance that is part of our safety machinery. And it is also, hyperarousal is also the break in our sleep system. So again, hyperarousal is when we're kind of extra alert, extra vigilant. We are more aware than we would be otherwise. And you can see how this is helpful when our brain interprets uh, the situation as being threatening or, or that vigilance is important somehow, right? Now, um, uh, the, 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 yeah, I mentioned here that it's the break in our sleep system and you may go, what's up with that? Well, uh, we, what we uh, teach a lot here is on the gas and break model and how sleep is actually quite easy to understand. There's only really two things that matter in terms of our sleep experience. The gas is, uh, uh or not only our sleep experience actually, but just, just sleep in general. Gas in our sleep system is what we call sleep drive, or some call it sleep pressure. It's basically like how much our body needs to sleep or wants to sleep at any given moment. Think of it as 
hunger in our like eating system uh you know hunger it sort of regulates how much uh, we we eat at any given moment which like, it's an expression of how much our body wants to eat at any given given second is hunger so you can think of sleep drive as kind of sleep hunger and speaking of hunger sometimes i like to ask the question what do you do to become hungry and the answer is we don't need to do anything to become hungry except not eat the longer we go without eating the hungrier we become and similarly the longer we go without sleeping the longer uh, the longer we go awake the more this sleep hunger the sleep drive builds by itself automatically in our body the only thing that can make that sleep drive grow in the entire universe is really wakefulness so that's sleep drive sleep drive is a requirement for sleep uh, if we if our body doesn't want to sleep if it's if we've just woken up and there's no it doesn't perceive any need for sleep sleep will not happen so that's the drive that's the gas in, in our sleep system and you can think of you know this model is really uh it started as a model for kind of how, how a car operates there's a gas and brake right so if you imagine that car again the gas in our sleep system if you think our sleep system as a, as a car is sleep drive now there's a break there too just as in the car you know you you, you need a break you need some safety in uh the sleep system as well because we don't want to sleep when we are in some type of danger nobody wants to fall asleep as a fire alarm goes off etc right so when when we um when we are in some type of dangerous situation that hyper arousal uh is produced in our body like we just talked about and, and that hyperarousal is the break in our sleep system. Hyperarousal keeps us from sleeping when our brain thinks that it's not a good time to sleep. So this this is this is the gas and break model. So uh, knowing this, you can see that there's kind of like four scenarios. Uh, one is that we have uh, let's say no gas, no break. You know, we're in, our body doesn't need any sleep, so there's no no gas, and we're also not hyperaroused. There's no perceived danger. But if we go to bed in this kind of no gas, no break situation, what will happen is we'll be resting comfortably. You know, we won't sleep because there's no gas, but we won't feel, you know, bothered by anything in particular. There's no hyperarousal. We feel peace of mind, right? So let's say, so this is like no, 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 uh, no gas, no break scenario. Then we can have, let's say, no gas, but break scenario. And this is somehow where we did sleep. So we're, we don't really have any sleep drive, uh, but but we are all, we are, we were, uh, we're hyper aroused. Let's say very anxious. And you can see like if we, Go to bed in this scenario it's going to be quite unpleasant because we're definitely not going to sleep because there's no sleep drive and we're also not going to feel at peace of mind because of the hyper arousal right and um then we have the i'd say most common insomnia scenario where we actually we haven't slept much we have some sleep drive you know there is gas in the system if you will but we're also worried about sleep we're anxious about sleep we're scared of not sleeping so there is this break in our sleep system too so we have both gas and break and, and th this leads to kind of like fitful sleep and 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 uh, many other insomnia experiences, and then we have you know the yes gas no break scenario where we you know our body does need sleep there is some gas in the sleep system but our hyperarousal is coming down we're no longer scared the the fear is 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 uh, is fading and then sleep happens so you know this is an, a nice scenario and this is where all the education leads so that was a little review of the gas and break model which we'll, you'll see uh, that'll come in uh, later. Uh, it, you know that that review was there for a reason. Now, where does hyperarousal come from? Well, well, it, when it comes to insomnia, it's really almost always from fear, fear or anxiety, which is you know a version of fear. But it can be helpful to know that hyperarousal can also happen from excitement. Imagine like a kid before Christmas; they might you know sleep much because they're they're hyperaroused because they're so excited, right? 
or curiosity when we're kind of really curious about something that can keep us hyper aroused too. Anger can as well. Really any strong emotion can make us hyper aroused. I would say with the exception of sadness, when we were sad, that kind of takes us in the opposite direction. We're like hypo aroused. We like, you know, we sleep a lot and we don't want to do anything. And that's kind of sadness, but really all the other emotions, including strong happiness, uh, disgust, anger, fear, they, they all make us more hyper aroused, right? And so here's the thing. When we are quite hyper aroused, either we don't sleep, we are awake, or we think we didn't sleep. We have the experience that we didn't sleep at all because the hyper arousal is so strong that even a little bit of sleep is not perceived as sleep. Like the, the brain is just so on the lookout for threats that we, we, we don't perceive any sleep whatsoever. So experiences that we didn't sleep at all. And we, uh, when we do sleep and we, we say, I didn't sleep at all, we call this paradoxical insomnia or sleep state misperception. And, uh, but the point here is really that in this state of like strong hyper arousal, our experience is very clear. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no uh, debating, uh, no pondering. It's like, I didn't sleep at all. That's our experience, right? So that's hyper arousal and what sleep feels when there's quite a lot of hyper arousal, which now takes us to hypersleep, the topic of the hypersleep. And if we go back to the gas and brake model, remember how I talked about like there being, you know, sleep drive is the gas in our sleep system and hyper arousal is the brake in our sleep system. And we can often have both. Well, imagine this. Imagine if the brake really was like pressed, you know, far end. There was a lot of fear and anxiety, a lot of hyper arousal. Now the brake is coming down. They were coming up. I should say. Now the brake is actually coming up a little bit as the hyper arousal comes down. Right? The brake is lifting. The hyper arousal is coming down. There's less of brake action in the sleep system, and there's some some a sleep dry there. What can happen now is the car can actually move forward. We can actually have the experience of sleep. We sleep but it's going to be in a fitful way because there is still some hyperarousal, some break in, in, you know, mixed in with the sleep state. So when hyperarousal decreases again, we can experience like sleep mixed with hyperarousal. And this is hypersleep. Hypersleep is when we do experience sleep, we do sleep, but we have this kind of hyperarousal sprinkled in with it, mixed in with it. It's like, uh, it's like hyperarousal tinged sleep, if you will. And then we have all these common experiences like time skipping ahead. You know, that's kind of paradoxical insomnia baked into hypersleep. Like we, 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 we think we didn't sleep, but we actually did. But it feels like just time skips ahead. That's, an, that's a facet of hypersleep. We have these like vivid dreams where we're like, we fall asleep and we may have a dream, but then we wake up. We're not even sure if like it's, are we conscious? Are we thinking? Are we dreaming? Are we in another dreams? But you know, this hyper arousal, it keeps us in a state where we're shifting in and out of sleep a lot. And, and we, we remember that we experience that as vivid dreams, uh, or the time skipping component may be so dominant that we don't have that vivid dreams experience, but it's, it's, it is a common one. And we can also, uh, interpret this as like, there's no deep sleep. You know, I'm not having any deep sleep, uh, because, of, you know, because of the hyper arousal absence of deep sleep is a, a common way it's worded and constant awareness. Like, you know, that, high high alertness it makes us really really pay attention to everything we hear and then you, you know you're aware of something you hear something time actually skips ahead but you're not you, you, you you're not aware of that the fact that time skips ahead so you think you heard everything in a continuous fashion all night long right that's another common one now how about the daytime well interestingly like hypersleep doesn't predict how we feel during the day 
some people have hypersleep and say, I'm, I'm very, very tired and drained and often attributed to the hypersleep. It's like, I don't get any deep sleep, so I feel really tired and drained. Other people say like, I have this, this experience that we call hypersleep. I have this hypersleep experience, but I strangely have a lot of energy. I don't feel tired during the day. So uh, again, this is, I, I, we talked about this very recently. That's why I'm saying again, uh, our daytime experience really is driven by how we interpret the night rather than what happened at night. Uh, so if we have this hypersleep experience and we think this means something is wrong, this means I'm broken, this means I'll never sleep well again, this is really, really not good, then we can have a daytime that is, uh, you know, um, dominated by anxiety or by that heavy sadness feeling that, you know, that, that comes from how we interpreted the night. On the other hand, when we have this like uh, uh, hypersleep experience and we don't interpret it uh, you know, very strongly, there's not no strong story around it, but we still have that hyper arousal, then we can feel quite, quite alert, right? So, uh, so uh, the daytime, you know, the daytime can go either way. Now, what if you had this, like you had this hyper arousal experience and you know, it's not pleasant. You would like to sleep like before, have this like, you know, uh, a clear sense of like, oh, I really slept. I actually felt sleepy. I fell asleep. I slept. Uh, that's our third point here. Like, how does this fade? Well, the first point I want to make actually is this one. If your situation is this one, that you've had this, you've gone from experience unequivocal, like clear-cut wakefulness. You're like, I was, before I was like awake all night or most of the night and there was I was clearly awake. And, and then you go into this hypersleep it's really helpful to know that helpful sleep, like hypersleep in this scenario is a nice sign. It is a sign that the hyperarousal is going from kind of really, uh, you know, intense hyperarousal to a level where it allows you to experience some form of sleep. So it's actually a nice, helpful sign. It's a very, very common step on the path to leaving the struggle with sleep. So that's the first thing I want to know. And the second one is one that you'll, you'll be quite familiar with if you follow the channel, and it's this one. When we go through something um, that is like strange or mysterious and we think it means something is wrong, we automatically become like scared and anxious. On the other, on the other hand, when we, uh, when we know that what we go through is not strangers mysterious, when we understand it, we're like, oh, this is hypersleep. I just had some hypersleep. Automatically, the anxiety fades, our interest, our curiosity fades. And then, you know, as that hyperarousal fades even further, so does the experience that we call hypersleep. Like everything else, it fades. Thanks to education, some courage, kindness, doing the hard work that we talk so much about, it leads where we want to be when it comes to hyperarousal, as well as you know all other aspects of the struggle. So that is it. That concludes our class on hyperarousal. Let me know. Did this uh, you know, uh, resonate with you? Is this something you experienced? Let us know in the comment section. And as always, if you're finding that, uh, you know, Things are getting easier for you. The hyperarousal is fading. Hypersleep is fading. You're arriving where you want to be. That's wonderful. Do share it with us. On the other hand, if things are tricky, you're not quite seeing uh, the big picture or how you can leave the struggle, or maybe you feel isolated. Maybe there aren't people around you that you can share with and talk to who understand you. And if that's the case, do head over to our website, thesleepcoachschool.com. Check out our coaching options. If you uh, join one of our programs or, or sign up for a call with any of us. We look forward to seeing you on the other side. With that said, I'll conclude here, uh, wishing you a nice rest of your Monday and hope to see you back soon.